0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Passion of Rhythm and Voice and I'm here with Jake Kulak in his music room and we're hanging out and he is a blues guitarist extraordinaire. He's going to tell us a little bit about his journey for the past year, where he's been, what he's learned. And how he is, uh, his experience have helped him to develop musically as a band leader, as an independent musician, as a student, as a teacher. Uh, so we're going to hear it all. Uh, last summer, and what's the summer when you took your trip to Norway?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. My I pleasure, man. That. Love hanging. So, um, yeah, no. So Norway was amazing, but right before it happened. I was just gigging around, playing locally, playing in Hartford, you know, all over the place. And my mom jokingly said, uh, you know, we'd like, well, we should get you to Europe somewhere to play. Like, you know, jokingly. I mean, you know, we laughed it off, and then we kept going through this summer, and I guess she was online, just looking, and in Norway, there's the Notoden Blues Festival, which is, like, it's a huge blues festival, so I mean, the year that I went, Robert Plant was headlining. Oh. uh, Beth Hart. Wow. So yeah, it was it was fun. It just so happened that a guy, the guy that I met from Pine Top Perkins, Bob Margolin, mm-hmm. he was actually traveling to Norway to play No Toten with Mud Morganfield, muddy water's son. Yeah, so. Bob Margolin, who, you know, he's taught me a little bit and, you know, I I, I jammed with him in uh, Mississippi and stuff. He was there and my mom found out and Pat, who's his manager, was like, well, it'd be really, you know, it'd be really cool if we could get Jake there too. And my mom was, had already seen this, uh band seminar and it was for youth and it was to go to Toten and you would basically study music for a week and then uh, you would uh, you play a show, you'd play at the Toten Blues Festival and so also I got invited, not only did I play with them at the Nototen Blues Festival but uh, Bob was playing a big gig in the city and I got it as part of the festival and I was invited to play with him and I actually like, you know, he was doing uh, presentations about Muddy Waters and the history of the blues. And I, when you
0: say the city, do you mean Oslo? No, Toten. The, the city okay. of Nototen, okay.
1: yeah. And I also got to teach, uh, Bob was doing some, you know, talks about like Muddy Waters and what it's like being a traveling blues music musician, basically like his own little seminar where he would talk to people and, and play. And I kind of got to be his assistant there because he would call me up and he would, you know, we'd demonstrate stuff for the crowd and it was it was fun. So yeah. what
0: did you what did you learn from that experience? What did you come back to the States with?
1: Playing in Otoden, you know, another country where I'd never been, with, with kids that I had. kids were
0: from all over the world too, right? Yeah, I mean, they were, were actually like, it was
1: mostly all all the other kids were from Norway. I was the only I was wow. the only other American. I was the only American, and they all sp- the funny thing was they all spoke English like perfectly, perfectly. They could speak English and apparently, like you know, Eng- Eng- like you know American culture and like the like it's very popular in Norway. Like, they all watch American TV shows, American movies. That's, you know, and that, that's kind of how they learn right, English. so they grow up They with grow up culture. immersed in that, yeah, 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 yeah American culture. Um, not to say that, you know, that, that there's a very, like, you know, powerful Norwegian, you know, that, that Norwegian vibe mm-hmm. is the best way I can describe it, you know. I mean, it's, it's great. I guess I just learned that, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from and it doesn't matter, you know, whether this person lives thousands of miles away and you're away from you. And can't speak your language you know you can still like it's you can talk communicate. Like music transcends that yeah how old were you at the time Fifteen. I was 15 yeah and uh, the age group I mean it was it was all over I was actually one of the younger ones there was a lot of kids who were actually going into their college are they're, okay. they're like yeah, going to university as they call it in Norway just they call it university yeah so
0: that's great so you come back from from Norway Having done the seminar, and you have this learning that music is just a universal language. Yeah, and And what was the next big trip? That was off to the Memphis Challenge. Yeah,
1: that was uh, that was the IBC. I got selected again to do the Youth Showcase that year. I was like, all right, cool. And I, you know, I I go all the time. I mean, the IBC is like a homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the people that I've, most of the people that I've known, friends that I have that are incred- that I'm incredibly close with. Who, you know might live in you know say like jesse and chattanooga the layman's you know like it's it's all over the place my, my buddy adam lives in san francisco so these are kids really? that i can't really see uh all the time and so not only is it just amazing going to the ibc and playing i'm seeing all of these people that i see once a year or twice a year you know and that wow. makes it so much more special
0: and you all guys all get together and hang out or you play oh
1: yeah we hang out we play i mean we just we go out to jams I mean, we'll stay out till like three in the morning just hunting for jams or a place to play and i mean it's uh it's it's really just like a an incredible experience every time so
0: you've been out there two three times i want to say it's
1: three times now i think it was three times now yeah no maybe two two yeah i think two the next time you go out there
0: you're going to be up for something
1: right uh you heard it here first i might be doing the challenge you might be doing the solo the challenge. duo yeah i'm thinking about it we're uh I'm thinking we are gonna do the solo duo challenge and compete this year with the with the adults. And you
0: just uh, before you just showcase.
1: Yeah, before I was just doing the youth showcase, but I think it's time to step it up. It goes kind of by rounds, mm-hmm. and it it starts in around September, and so you know I'll do like a round where there'll be like four bands at a bar, and if you win that one, then you you step up, and you have to compete with the other band that won. You know, so it's kind of it's it's a I'm gonna have to be playing a lot. Assuming I make it. Each round. Right, right. Right. And then the finalists, they do it by state? Yeah. So, like, you know, the winner in Connecticut is sent, and then, the you know, they're going to be competing against the winner from Massachusetts or
0: New Hampshire or Maine. So, you'll be going up against our buddy Dan Stevens, then? I might be.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I might who won, be. Uh, who won Connecticut last year? Yeah. Yeah, no, Dan, I mean, Dan's incredible. Yeah. Oh, God, incredible. that's hard
0: to... Uh, that's that's, that's going to be hard to beat. Well, he had his... Uh, it's a timing thing. Yeah. You know, he, he had his time. Yeah. Now it's time to, you know, step aside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Else anyway, competition is good. It's friendly. Everyone it wants to see everyone do their best. It really is, and you that's know? the great thing about the and music community. And that is the great here. thing about the music community. And here, the vibe is... I love Connecticut. I know you've been hanging out with the Balkan Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're pretty
1: awesome. They're awesome. And I mean they do great recording, you know, just a lot of the songs, you know, I've been I've released on my website and stuff uh they, that they all did it. They all helped me with the producing and mixing it together and letting me record in their studio. They're they're great. They know what they're doing.
0: And they tour a lot too. I know they, yeah. you know, they do the
1: Europe scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they, they uh, just got back from a little thing in France. They played a couple festivals in France. I opened for them at a club in Willimantic uh, that I'm hoping to maybe book some gigs at soon myself. Oh, sweet.
0: Nice club? Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. It's, it's
1: it's it's a straight music venue. Like, there's really not even a bar. It's just straight music. How many seats? Do you know? How big is uh, that? It's, it's, a, like... it's a decent... I mean, it's a decent size room. It, it's, it's really like a dance floor and then a few tables and chairs. So, I mean... It, but it, it, it'll pack up. It packs nice. Up.
0: nice. Now, you're thinking yeah. uh you're entering what year in school? Is it your junior? Yeah, I'm going to be a junior. Now, are you starting to look at colleges, music schools? Or are you are going to take some time off? Is it too early to entertain right now? Well, what's, your, what's your
1: feeling? I kind of just went for the, you know, I'm, I might as well start looking now so I have longer to make a decision. But um, yeah, I've, uh, I've checked out a few schools and I know that I want to do something music related.
0: Right, so, so you're looking at like Berkeley, which is close uh, to. Oh yeah, 100? I was
1: looking at Berkeley. I was also looking at uh, you know I I really, one of the uh, the it's the Peabody. It's part of the Johns Hopkins, but it's Peabody uh conservatory. Yes, I have heard of. That. Uh it's in Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. So I was there, and I mean, I, also I love D C. You do. And it's like just an hour away. D C is amazing. One one of my favorite cities, top on my list. I love D C.
0: Really, yeah, yeah. why because I went to school there for one year and plus I grew up in New York City though in the right. village, so that's like the bar for me right but DC was like yeah, it was okay, but
1: it wasn't New York well right well that's see there's such a different vibe right I don't even put like you know DC New Yorker and it's like two different worlds. The thing I like about D. Listen, if I'm going into the city and I want to have a good time and I want to get rowdy and I, you know I want to travel around and see what there is to see, New York is that place. New York's like just kind of like that constant just party atmosphere. Right.
0: It's got that electric vibe. Yeah.
1: All the time. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, with D.C., uh, there's sometimes you know there's sometimes I'm in that New York mood. Right. But a lot of the times I'm in that D.C. mood where I'm just like it's it's got enough open space. Mm-hmm. There's all the parks, you know, there's I mean, there's there's decent places to eat, but it's not very like, you know, it's, it's congested. not congested. Yeah. New York is vi- like it's packed.
0: It's packed all yeah. the time. Norway, Memphis. Now you just had uh, two trips. This Oh, you had the Bonnaroo experience, which I like to hear about. Yeah. You also had uh, uh, Mississippi Hill Country. Oh, yeah. Which was a huge eye opener and uh, Kansas City as well. So let's start with Bonnaroo. Well, my God, like it was one of the most, it was
1: insane. It was absolutely incredible. My friend, uh, Jesse, that I told you about, mm-hmm. he lives He lives in uh, Marion County, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which is an hour from Manchester, Tennessee, which is where Bonnaroo is. So he, I mean, down there, like in, in his town. All the kids, they all go to Bonnaroo. Like, that's, like, their vacation almost. In the summer, is, they'll just drive an hour to Manchester, and they'll camp out at Bonnaroo, and they'll have, like, you know, their their four-day vacation at the music festival. Sweet. So, I mean, he was going to go, and he would just basically, you know, was like, hey, you know, Jake, like, tickets are still on sale. If you want to come down, like, I'm, you know, we're going to go to Bonnaroo. And so I was like, all right, fine. So I, I his dad called my dad and taught and convinced my parents to, uh, Let me get that wristband. So we got the wristband and we flew down there and uh, yeah, we just, uh, we went. It was, it was amazing. I mean, it was one of the most, like, it was just, it was all music. It was almost like a little city. Bonnaroo itself was like a little city devoted to music. It was incredible. It was incredible. And what bands really just blew it out? There were so many bands that killed it. Probably, I mean, Pearl Jam. Yeah, did amazing. Always amazing. They and their 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 show was the big night of the fireworks show. They were like the headliner, and then there was a huge fireworks show, and they played. Uh, have, you, have you ever heard of Jay Cole? No. He's a uh, he's like a rapper, not like you know a, one of those crazy rappers. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a talent. He's a talented artist. But I'm a pretty big hip hop fan. Like oh, you that, are. Yeah, that that I mean it, that inspires a lot of my music and stuff, and I don't know. I find that it, it's you know it's. It's basic storytelling, and I like that. Very basic storytelling. I
0: mean, I'm meeting with this 20 year old artist, rapper next week. I didn't listen to anything that he's done because right. I want to come in cold. And we're just going to just like turn it on, kind of like how we did here. Right. But what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go in, I'm just going to take nursery rhymes, and we're just going to play off of these nur- yeah. nursery rhymes. Yeah, he doesn't know that yet, but I'm going to put him on the spot and we're just going to open up and, and we're going to have some fun. And I like what you said, because that's how I look at hip hop as just another way of telling the story. Right. You know, And
1: I mean, it's, it's almost so freeing, it, you know, it's such a speaking based art, like you can convey your message so clearly. And it, it really, I think, is I don't know, for me at least, it is, it's also part of the rhythm. And the Definitely. Know, and I mean that can inspire you know so much, because they have a very you know they do have they can it can be very funky. Oh they yeah. Can be really, 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 really. I mean, like tribe called Quest, absolutely insane grooves coming from a hip hop group. Tribe called Quest was just like raw. It was basically yep. jazz,
0: and and just poetry. Poetry with music, you know that that's it sort of and poetry yes. verse is. You know, there's a rhythm to it. Yeah. You know, there's a rhythm to how you, and if you just back that rhythm up, that natural, uh, you know, rhythm of the voice up with the music, it works. Right, right. You know, it has its own
1: beat. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's so important to me. Uh, you know, that, that, that and also what makes it so important to me is it is a very popular music now, and it's something, you know, you listen to with your friends or you listen to, you know, it, it, remi- it brings you to a happy place. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's kind of like the, that's kind of our generation's music right now. And that's the culture, the hip hop culture and just the music itself. And that, you know, that makes it like it, 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 a big part of me because I hear it so much. I'm around so much of it. But um, I mean, and at honor there are some incredible rappers. Oh, really? I- incredible. Uh, again, Jake Cole, we saw, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tyler, the creator. No, but I love that name. It's he's he's a really he's a really uh, cool artist we saw we also saw some there was a a band that we saw that I'm actually opening for in a, in a couple weeks have you ever heard of the london souls no they're a, they're a band from new york they're from new york city and they do it's a duo it's a blues rock duo we saw them at Bonnaroo. Uh, they played at Bonnaroo and I'm opening for them on the 11th where at uh, the acoustic cafe in bridgeport Nice. What's so, that venue like? It's it's really cool. It's just a uh, it's like a basically a, a huge open space and bought in a bar, you know. So people, I mean, just get in there, and line up. It's like a club, but like you know. So who put
0: you? Who put you together?
1: Well, I was just kind of me like going for it because I saw on their website that the London Souls were playing, and I'm a huge fan of the London Souls. So I uh, again I saw them at Bonnaroo. Going to Bonnaroo, that was one of my top bands I wanted to see. And, uh, I went. So
0: you were digging them before you went to Monaco?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I just, uh, I saw on the website that they were playing, and I knew the booking guy. hmm I was like, might as well just go for it. The worst thing he says is no. So we send him the thing, and he's like, well, uh, I, you know, they already have an opening act. Uh, so I mean, you know, w- w- sorry. Then, like, Two weeks later, and I, I, you know, this is incredibly sad and I'm, I feel bad, but somehow the lead singer of the opening, the band that was going to open for Under Souls, he hurt his hand or something, or he mm-hmm. he, and he got into a little uh, accident, and I got the opening slot because the other band couldn't do it. I'm really, I'm incredibly excited. Wow, you got to I mean, it's, it's insane. It's, I don't even know how it happened, but...
0: Well, the universe stepped in, clearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, You just put it out there.
1: Yeah, well, it's... I, I feel so bad for the... Because, I mean, that's my biggest fear is hurting myself or not being able to do a gig because I'm injured. And I feel so bad for that opening.
0: Now, what that. precautions do you take where you do step back and say, you know what? This is too risky for me. I don't want to injure myself. Because of my hand Like I know there's certain things that I do Not to injure myself Because I work in the restaurant business And I can't afford to miss a shift And stuff So I can't be as physical as I like Because my job is physical So there are things where I like Okay Lamont I'm definitely much more cautious
1: Since I've started playing guitar You know I'm not taking any risks Right Like I'm not I'm not doing anything that That could you know Hurt me for a stupid reason Like I'm just being very careful Mm -hmm. nothing crazy you know exactly nothing (laughs) insane
0: well that's great that you enjoy so you know you have a passion for something so so great that you don't want to jeopardize not being able to express yourself through that passion yeah you know it's like that's kind of cool it's it's very cool yeah it's awesome so um well God, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to hear your stories. What are some of your favorite venues to play in and why? Black Eyed Sally's. It is
1: incredible. I love black eyed sally's. It's always got a great crowd. It's got that old juke joint, you know, atmosphere right. about it, and it's that's amazing. I love black black eyed Sally's. is, is you know, definitely, definitely top of my list. Theodores in Springfield. Another blues club. It's got, again, got that juke joint kind of oh, really? vibe. Oh, I love I it. Yeah, there. Theodore's. Those are probably my top two around this area. I really love, um, you know, the Hungry Tiger in Manchester, Hartford Road. Yeah, the Hungry Tiger's well-known. I mean, that's well-known. Right, right, right. That's it. Yeah, that's a bar bar. Yeah. That's that's That's, yeah. I played there when I was a little younger. They uh, did like Monday night jams. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got some opening slots there and it was cool. Did yeah. you ever do any open mic stuff? Yeah, that's how I got my start, really, was uh, just a lot of open mics. You know, I was, uh, I was like, basically, just uh, my guitar teacher would take me around, take me to open mics. And, you know, I, I learned how to be a musician that way, just by jamming with people, you know. And it made me a better musician because, you know, every night you might get paired up with the worst band. You know, right. or, or you might get the you know that the drunk drummer,
0: the good, old drunk, <laughs> the good
1: old drunk drummer, the guy who drinks the entire night and then gets up on the drums, and and cannot cannot play at all. Oh really? That's all, it's always the drummer. Now nothing against drummers, but, it all, but it's, it's always, always the, the drummer. The drunk it's like drummer. It's never the bassist. It's, it's no, all. it's I or the harmonica player. Oh really? Yeah, the drunk drummer and the drunk harmonica player. That, that now it's always one of those two. Nothing against either, but when right. I've gone to open mics, it is always either one of the two. And how do you how do you deal with them? How do you communicate with them? How do you? And honestly, you just kind of keep it going. You just don't stop, you know. You just, just, just keep on playing, keep it at a steady pace, and th- they'll fall into line eventually. Oh, they will. Usually, it just Usually takes a get little it. while to get yeah. into the yeah, the that's... muscle
0: memory yeah. <laughs> yeah. to come yeah. back.
1: Every once in a while, they will just kind of like stop for a second, <laughs> like look around, all like surprised, and like start up again.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's a riot! And
1: then you know that you know you know the harmonica player has been drinking when. You will tell you'll give them the signal to do a solo. You'll be like, "Yeah, play some harmonica," and they will just keep going. They will not stop playing harmonica. They will go on like three or four like times through the progression, just playing harmonica. Oh really? That's, the, that's when you know it's the drunk harmonica.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is. Bass
1: funny. players are usually pretty tame. Then they're usually pretty solid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guitar players, you, the, the 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 no. This is what I'll say about guitar players. Is the guys, the guitar players at the jam who don't actually play guitar, they just buy a lot of nice guitars. Oh, really? And then just go and cannot play. That's,
0: you get, those are the three personalities, or the four personalities at the jams. Oh my God, that is too funny. So the guys who show up with the nice guitars who can't play... Do they at least stay in their tight can't play window? Like just do like basic rhythm. Um, or usually they uh, no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> now this is an issue. This is this issue that I speak of is usually at like you know the less reputable jams or like when you're like you know when when sometimes I'll be traveling, I'll uh, go into just a city and I'll you know there'll be there might be an open mic and I'll show up to that open mic but. The all of like, you know, the the Connecticut Blue Society jams are all good because it's all reputable. Connecticut musicians, right, and those you know?
0: are jams as opposed to open mics. Right. I mean, there's a difference, right, right, right. right I mean, right. usually jams are musicians, right, that go and they just jam together, right. And open mics, well, it's open mic for a reason. It's open to everybody,
1: right, right, right.
0: And so, like you said, you never
1: know you who you're going to get yeah. stuck with. Now, I've also met some of the greatest people I've ever played with it at at jams or in open mics, open mics especially um i mean there's there every once in a while you'll get someone that's really talented well there is this open
0: mic at levita in east haddam on tuesday nights gotta get you down there it's known as being like one of the best open mics there is and gary torello does sound there The sound is really, really good. I saw someone there the other night. She's a female vocalist, and she played with this group, and they picked their song. This one song that she didn't know. Oh, Rolling Stones' Miss You. Oh, yeah. And she and I walked in right when she started the song. It was the most amazing cover. It was the best piece that she ever performed. When I was there and I talked to her afterwards, I was like, Bonnie, man, that was amazing. You just own that song. I mean, it, it was so different than I've ever, ever heard it. That was amazing. She goes, I never heard the song. They put it in front of me. I'm like, I, I don't know the song. Wow. And they're like, well, this is the song we want to do. So this is the song you're singing. Wow. And she just did it. Yeah, like for the first time, and it was amazing. That's the mark of a good musician, a talented person, okay. isn't it? Yeah, that what the stuff that she was familiar with, she was in this comfort zone. But here, she was put in this position where she had to stretch. Right. And the fact that she hadn't heard it before, right, was a plus. She had to do it in her own, with her own voice. Right. She had no point of reference other than the music that the band was playing and the lyrics and, you yeah. know, and reading the sheet. Yeah. you have to check it out. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. Maybe we'll even get to do, play with our song there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that would be a good place to have that fun would with be. it. And uh, I'm going to cut to that song. Last time I was here, uh, Jake and I, we just... We were hanging out just like we're doing right now. And I had, didn't record it because uh, it was a killer, awesome conversation. Uh, he talked about his trip to the Mississippi Hill Country, which he's going to talk to talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, just hit record, was feeling something. You know, we were just messing around and, and we came up with something, that, a nice base for, for a good song that we're going to develop. So part of the story thread is going to be us developing this song. And maybe if we take it to... Uh, a nice enough level uh you can like get the balkan brothers to come in and oh, yeah. uh yeah and, and throw their their little their little spin on it and it's just you know the point is is that uh you know you got to start somewhere and where do people start i mean you got to start at the beginning and and you got to just know that it's going to be imperfect but imperfection is uh, a perfect part of the journey. Yeah, that's it, one of the, the things that makes music music. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. You can't be afraid to take risks and you know, putting yourself out there and, and, and taking chances. And, and that's just the beauty of it, you know, is, is the journey. So let's talk about your journey to Mississippi. Oh what, my what God. brought you down there? This
1: is my fourth year going. Oh, and really? I go to, a, yeah, the Pine Top Perkins Master Class uh, in Clarksdale, Mississippi. We stay at the shack up in right next to the Hops and Commissary, Great, which man. was, oh yeah. And I mean, there was all, those were old sharecropper. We, we stay in old sharecropper shacks. Sweet. It's awesome. Uh, you get the whole experience. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and all my friends go down there again. All my, all, a lot of the friends, all the the friends seen, that yeah, you DC, don't see. Yeah, yeah you they all are. They there? all go down there. And uh, the morning is classes, and then the night's the party, so you 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 do classes till you know like four, and then the jam starts at nine at the Hobson Commissary, and then you play at the jam, and then after that we all just kind of drive around Clarksdale and get food and explore the city, you know. Is anything happening in Clarksdale after nine? It's got some. Oh yeah, the juke joints are always going, it, and real juke joints too. It's awesome.
0: Oh sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you met any homegrown musicians down there?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a kid actually down there. I don't know if you've, uh, if you've ever heard of him. His name's uh, Christone uh, Kingfish Ingram. Uh, oh, He goes by the stage name Kingfish. He's uh, from Clarksdale, born and raised. Actually, and, uh, I sure have heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. The young, he's like six, he's a, he's 16 he's or 17. He's about 16, right 16 too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, he's my age. And actually, he was there the first year that I went. And uh, we became friends, and uh, yeah, we. I mean, we, me and him keep in touch. So you guys jam together. Yeah, we jam together all the time. We just hang out. He's a really great kid. I mean, a really good, good, good kid. And he's really talented. The thing is, is he's a very young kid, and uh, I mean, not young. He's my age, but you know, he he's he's making it big right now. I mean, he's on tour. He goes to Europe often. Oh know, really? He's signing, yeah. I mean, he's uh, releasing records. That he's doing about the best you can be doing. At our age right now, and uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, you know I, he's a really 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 strong kid to be able to, you know be going through to all, handle that, all at that at such a young age. Yeah, I mean it's,
0: while he's going to school, yeah. I mean he's still in school. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and he and he's just such a nice person on top of it. You know, so I mean he's got you know I, that's incredible. I don't think I could ever pull that off. You know.
0: Well, everything that. in its own time. I mean, yeah. people peak. At different times yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's kind of like Everyone has a different journey That's to be respected And, and uh, yeah he, he grew up down there In that environment Right, right With all that history Right With all that I mean it, it was there, man Yeah So did you meet any of the old times? met a couple They're the real deal Blues guys, yeah. you know and, How uh, old are they, Like 80, 85?
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah some, some even upwards of 85 You just You, you got to respect them and I mean, they were, they were really, really, it was just, you learn so much from watching them. And, uh, we, we kind of kept our distance a little bit. There's, uh, there's something about being a kid that all makes us nervous when you, when you get around these great, you know, these legends and you're so young and you, you we, I kind of froze up a few times trying to talk to these guys, man, because, uh. They're just they're, it's so it's so crazy that I'm watching them play and that's it kind of humbles you. Yeah, it really does. Really <laughs> you know what I mean? In a, in a good way. Right, right, right. I mean, it it shows you, you know, the talent that's out there, and their style. Like you know, just listening to them, you can learn so much, and they're playing such basic grooves, but just sounds so good. Like it's just so pleasing to hear. It's really soulful, and that that's something I miss in music a lot. You know, is. I feel like there's so many amazing artists and their music just isn't as soulful as what some of these local
0: guys are doing. And why do you suppose that is?
1: I mean, I have an idea. I have an idea. I think it's kind of about the hardship. And, you know, living in the Mississippi Delta, being an 85-year-old man, it's probably hard living. And these guys lived through a lot. You know, they've had a lot of experiences. And uh, it's no secret that they're not making a, a whole lot of money it's it's tough if you're not you know if you're not selling out arenas you know it's really hard that hardship comes through and they're singing it's almost like they're putting more emotion
0: into what they're doing you know right once they find their their voice they just want to be themselves right it's more about finding their voice and playing from where they feel and i think that that's what they go in with, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm gonna pick up this and play with it until I find my own voice through it. And they're not really thinking about signing a multimillion dollar contract. I mean, they're not thinking about anything other than just connecting with how they feel at any given time through whatever instrument, whatever vehicle that they're using right. of, of expression. So I, I believe like that to them is always their objective. It's never beyond that. Whether they're playing in front of 10 people, whether they're playing in front of 300 people, right, right, right. it's still the same thing. You, you know what I mean? Whether they're playing by themselves. You know, and practicing, they're only practicing not to get better, but almost to get closer to their soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, really just about the music. There's not, exactly. not, nothing else attached. There's it's nothing just else. just the music. There's it's just about the music. In a music. way, it's so pure, you know? Yeah. That's kind of cool and raw. So that's, that's exciting. Now tell me about your Kansas City trip. So yeah,
1: so Kansas City, uh, we just decided, me, my friend Jesse, my friend Joe... Joe Tillman and Jesse Black, we were going to do a little tour of Kansas, and uh, we had, previously I'd been invited to go to a um, a benefit for the Pine Top Perkins Foundation at a restaurant called Kimbros in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. So um, I flew down to Nashville, Jesse picked me up, we stayed at his apartment for the night, and then the next day me, him, Joe, and Jesse's dad, Mike Black, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we, were, we drove into Kansas like 14 hours from uh, Chattanooga to uh, Kansas City. So we were in the car for a long time. <laughs> Did you
0: guys take a break or was it 14 straight?
1: We, uh, we took a couple breaks. We, we left at like eight in the morning. We didn't get there till like, we didn't get there till after 12, sometime after midnight. And it, what was uh, what was hanging out in Kansas City? Like? Oh my God, it was incredible. It was such a cool atmosphere, you know, a lot of music. Kansas City barbecue, man. That's that was one of the highlights of the trip. The music was number one, but uh, the, the barbecue the, was number two. Cold pork and uh, and uh, the burn ends. That's that's number two for me. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. So uh, we, It was amazing food. Really, really great jams. A lot of great musicians and just good friends. You know. Sweet. Good food,
0: good music, good friends. It's the. It's what you need. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna be following this story thread. Maybe uh, we'll pop down to open mic. We got the Hamburg Fair coming up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening before Jake's got to go back to school. Yeah. Um, now during the school year, do you do still do some weekend gigs? Yeah, do you... I do weekend. I do weekend shows, do and I've, and you know,
1: I'll try to schedule gigs when I'm on like vacation, when I have a week off, I can play some shows.
0: So uh, it's you know, it's hard, but I play. Yeah, school, man. They try to kill you in school now, boy. Try to load they you do. up. They so do so you can't do. do anything else. They do, it's brutal. All right, but well, welcome. Uh thanks for listening to another episode of Inside the Passion of Rhythm and Voice. And right now, we are gonna listen to a little uh a little spontaneity throwdown that uh, that Jake and I did. Until next time. Slamot and Jake saying later. <laughs> All right, now this is um, now the background of this is like when you, you're in a situation or, and it's like everything about it is just wrong. Mm. Like you're going through it and it's like, this is wrong. I feel you. But when you're out of that situation, you realize that wrong was right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. helps you to like change your perspective or whatever. But when you're in it, well this is about when you get out of it and it's like you're like, what the F, man? Yeah. yeah. Like, how could it be right? Or, you know, if you're in a bad relationship or it's someone who's like totally opposite of you. Right. And it's just so wrong on paper. Mm-hmm. -hmm. You know what I mean? But something is connecting that's right. And so it's just, uh, so that's the premise of the song. And it starts out something like uh, Mama, the bad, the wrong girl did me right. Oh. You know? I like that, yeah. It's like, Mama, the wrong girl did me right. me about this wrong girl doing me right. She told me about the wrong girl. <laughs> Why are you lie to me mama? Why are you lie to me? I said mama the wrong girl did me right.
1: did me right that you don't hear that often i
0: know anyway so you can play with that one oh my